Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, my name is Ethan Linden. I am a rabbi in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is my first episode of Daily Daf Differently. We are on Eruvin Kafchet, Eruvin 28. It's very exciting for me to be a part of this. It's a bit like being a guest star on a long-running television show that I've been a fan of for many, many months, and I'm very excited to be a part of this project. On today's daf, we have a conversation about an Eruv, and this particular Eruv is an Eruv that serves as a proxy location for a person as Shabbat begins. There are rules about how far a person may journey from their place on Shabbat, and that place is determined by wherever we are when Shabbat begins. But if one sets up an Eruv, which in this case is some amount of food, in another place, that location where the food is becomes the proxy location for the person, and therefore, once Shabbat starts, their location their Shabbat place, as it were, is assumed to be where the Eruv is, and therefore the distance that they can travel is calculated from the Eruv. And the question that this Dov has is what sorts of foods may or may not be used to create that kind of Eruv? Now, the, the specific issue that I want to mention is the question of Chaziz which is a lichen, a, a fungus of some kind, and there is a, a bit of a problem because one of the great authorities of our tradition, an authority called Rav, who is the great authority of his period, especially in Babylonia, Rav is quoted in the midst of this daf in the name of uh, Rav Yehuda, who says it in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Bar Shelat, who reports in the name of Rav that Chaziz cannot be used to make an Eruv, which seems fairly straightforward, except that a little bit further on, Rav Yehuda quotes Rav as saying that, in fact, Chaziz can be used in the creation of an Eruv. And this, of course, is a contradiction and a bit of a problem. Rav seems to rule, on the one hand, that we can use Chaziz for an Eruv, and on the other hand, that we cannot do so. So the Gemara solves this problem. Lokashya says the Talmud, this is not in fact a problem because Rav ruled one way in one circumstance and the other way in another circumstance. And the circumstance was where he himself was. Before he came to Bavel, says the Talmud, before he moved to Babylonia, he ruled that Chaziz could not be used to make an Eruv, presumably because people where he was living did not eat Chaziz. But when he moved to Babylonia and discovered that people in Babylonia did eat Chaziz, he changed his position on that topic. That is, his underlying reasoning remains the same. 
One can only create an Eruv out of something that is normally used for food. That position does not change. It's just that when Rav gets to a place where Chaziz is normally used for food, he changes his mind about the efficacy of that particular foodstuff in making an Eruv. And then the Gemara challenges that. And the Gemara comes and says, Ubavel, Havya, Ruba, De Alma? Is it the case that Bavel is the greater part of the world? That is, the Gemara is assuming that Rav's statement about Chaziz being allowed to be used for an Eruv is a general halachic statement. Wherever you are, not just in Babylonia, you could use Chaziz for an Eruv. And the Gemara comes and says, but most people in the world don't eat this particular foodstuff. They don't eat Chaziz. Should we therefore rule on the question of Chaziz, the way the Babylonians see it, most everybody else doesn't see it that way. Does not see Chaziz in that particular way. And this is a very fascinating debate. And it comes to the question of, do we define things in our ritual lives the way a small portion of the community defines them? Or do we take a broader view and say that things should be viewed the way the majority views them? Or do we allow people to make decisions based on where they are? That is, if you live in a place where Chaziz is eaten, then you can use it for an Eruv. But if you don't, then you should not. And in fact, the Gemara does go into this question a little bit, discussing a person who uses a certain type of herb, who plants a certain kind of plant, and then uses it for an herb, and he eats it in a way that most people don't. And what the Gemara decides is that we don't base our rules on one individual position. That is, if one person eats a certain food but nobody else eats it, that person still can't use that particular food for an Eruv. In some sense, we are subject to the majority position on these issues. And what's fascinating about this is that as we completed the holiday of Passover just a little while ago, the issue of kitniot, of this category of foods that are not actually forbidden on Passover, but which the Ashkenazi community has in large part prohibited over the holiday, this question of kitniot is really a question of how do we view certain types of foods and whether or not our particular view of those foods should hold for others. And in fact, if you read a very long shuva written by Rabbi David Galinkin on the question of kitniot, his major concern, or one of his major concerns about kitniot, is that in the land of Israel, the Ashkenazi commitment to seeing kitniot as prohibited on Pesach has led to divisions between the Ashkenazi community and the Sephardi community. And in fact, according to Rabbi Galinkin, we should allow this particular Ashkenazi way of viewing kitniot to fall by the wayside in the interest of a majority opinion on the permissibility of eating those foodstuffs. And so what we see with the question of kitniot is the same question that we have in the Gemara about chaziz, and the same question that we have about other issues as well. And the question really is, should our entire Jewish community attempt to view things in a particular way that is defined by the majority of the community, 
Or should we allow individual communities or even individuals to decide for themselves how certain things are viewed? And the answer probably, it seems to me, is both yes and no in true Jewish fashion. There may be things that we need to allow the majority to decide about to maintain a sense of cohesion, but there may be other things that we say about them that each community or even each person can decide how that particular ritual, that particular food, that particular idea can and should be viewed. Thank you very much, and we'll speak again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.